listening to that song for like the entire day in fact let me turn down all the crap that i got going on in my room i've been listening to that song like all day long because i'm like i haven't listened to a doja cat song since like the say so uh freaking uh controversy i'm not gonna lie to you i wanted to see some titties Sorry, uh, but I haven't listened to any of her music since then. I was like, I was you know, like, I was like, all right, fine. Like, like I didn't know she had come out with anything, and then I was like, I heard this song. Where I kept on getting this song, like, in my um in my recommendations on YouTube, and um, like it because I was listening to Wolf Tyla, and I was like, you know, what, let me try and let me let me listen to it. You know, they they just keep on recommending it to me just to get it out of my feet, and it's like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've been listening to this for like two days straight mm. ladies and gentlemen i am 24 this is my podcast 24's podcast the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet got a great podcast for you today going over a lot of stuff that's going to happen this weekend football games gonna go over uh the jets and people talking about how adam gase should should be fired and stuff like that um also i'll be talking about greg williams and his terrible defenses and how dirty they are and stuff like that i'm also watching the lakers by the way got a good podcast coming up for you very very shortly ladies and gentlemen right here 24 spot <sighs> let me let me light my candle here. So I've been reading my uh, my copy of the Dynasty, which is the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots essential. It's a it's a like a autobiography of the Patriots dynasty, essentially from like when Robert Kraft was in his twenties to. When he bought the team, to I'm right, I'm right after their second uh, their second Super Bowl victory, and I'm like halfway through the book. I'm at like page two forty nine, and I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like, you know, it's I'm I'm a couple of days ahead of schedule, a couple of days ahead of schedule, and I'm hitting that like block where the information isn't as interesting anymore. It's like oh, like I kind of know what's gonna happen, but um. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like you know, like I went into my Gradenza, my uh, this. It's this like cabinet that I store all of my books that I've read, and some of them that I haven't fully read. But like I've mostly, Jesus Christ! I just saw a Doja Cat just do the fucking splits. I was still watching the music video. I still had let it play out. I didn't know she was that flexible. Hold on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, sorry. <clears throat> I was um I was going through my Gradenza and I saw this uh this book that I was reading and I just I don't know why it, it kind of just got boring, but um I stopped reading it. 
And I was like, and then I started to flip through it once again. And I was, it, the book is called Snow Crash. It's like a post-apocalyptic uh, neo-future book, sci-fi neo-future book. I got it off of a recommendation from Amazon. And I was like, I read this, uh, the summary for it and I was like, oh, this sounds kind of interesting. And I pulled it out and I bought it on Amazon and I just didn't read it. And I spoiled it for myself. I kind of just like read the cliff notes for it. And then I just stopped reading it and I was satisfied with it. But then I was like, I don't like to not finish things, you know. So I went back in and I looked at it today and I was like, oh, that's the next book that I'm going to be reading after Anna Karina. Kid you not, the dynasty is making me start to read once again. Because I read like a book almost every single week for like a year. It was awesome. But sometimes like extremely discouraging and time consuming. So I will say this. I've never read like in the last couple of years a bad, not maybe not a bad book, but like a book that I've regretted reading, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, it's like I'm freaking I'm ready to get back into that grind of like reading a book every single week. The issue is, is that I I also want to play video games and podcasts and like. <laughs> do do other stuff like that so it's like i'm gonna have to like prioritize speaking of priorities i finally fucking beat what's it called um the mafia definitive edition um hopefully you didn't buy it because i can't recommend it that game fucking sucks holy shit that combat like everything everything that has to do with the gameplay sucks and then when it gets to like the story even the story, like, the third act, I won't spoil, I will spoil it, like, the third act is essentially, it's so dumb, like, what happens in the third act of that game, like, the game itself is about this cab driver who turns into a made man who's a part of, like, the mafia of a, um, of a fictional city, it's called, what's it called? <clears throat> uh, Lost Haven. Technically, it's called Lost Heaven, but I, it, I think it's called Lost Haven. Sounds cool, either way. Um, it's supposed to be sh uh, Chicago in the Prohibition era. So it's right on the border between, like, Canada and, um, and uh, obviously, the United States. Because in Canada, alcohol was legal, and in the United States, it wasn't. But in the video game, you play as uh, Tommy Angelo, who cab driver goes to mafia guy. And in the third act, it's like, it's so dumb what happens. Like literally they just added in a bunch of unnecessary con uh like conflict where um <clears throat> where essentially like you betray the mob that you were working for to like rob a bank and then the mob finds out and then they also find out about all of the other stuff that you've hidden from them like, not executing a guy that had betrayed the mob that you should have fucking executed. I'm watching my gameplay right now, by the way. Like, um, not executing a member of the mob that you let go that was planning on ratting on the fucking gang. Right? Like, your character just let go of, um, a freaking, like, a rat. And then he was like, I'm, I'm surprised that they fucking were pissed at me for it. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <clears throat> and then you let go of a girl that had a... Technically, she was a prostitute. You would let go of a girl that had, um... That had freaking, like... What did she do? What did the girl do? Oh, yeah, she had snitched on... She, she was a girl that had... She was a prostitute. 
that had had sex with one of the other made men. He's a friend of yours. His name is Sam. In the game, and he had given her a bunch of pillow talk about your operations and things of that nature. And because of that, she had then become like a target. And he had, like, Sam had had sympathy for her. So he's like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try and spare her and save her because it was my fault for getting her into trouble. And you, you tell, you, you take her out of town, right? <clears throat> and then it's and like they figure all this stuff out and you and one of the one of the gang members Polly they rob a bank without the Don's orders for no reason whatsoever because they wanted like a shit ton of money and it's like dude like you could have cut the Don in gotten the same fucking amount of money or most of it and then just been on your way you know and it worked beautifully it's like why didn't you do this more you know Apparently, Polly he wanted out of the of the mob of the mob, and it's like I'm pretty sure they could have let you out. Like the like the Don seemed pretty. He he, he didn't seem like one of those like guys that's like you live for the family, you die for the family. It's like uh, like I don't know. It seems like he probably would have wanted you out. You know, <clears throat> not wanted you out, but he could have gotten you out if that's something that you wanted. And then the Don's character arc was just terrible, and how. It was implied that he had changed, and it's like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's like, I would have liked to see more. But then it's like, Tommy and Polly were, like, Tom, Tommy, the main character, he was pissed off that his friend had figured out that he had betrayed the mob, and then he's like, oh my god, what, how could you, how could you side with the mob when his friend, who's going to kill him, uh, he, like, confronts him about it, he's like, how could you betray me, I'm your friend, and he's like, bro, you betrayed the entire fucking family, and I'm not gonna lie to you, as much of a jackass as Sam was being, I couldn't side with Tom at all, I was so annoyed, I was like, dude, I don't care about you, what the fuck are you doing, betraying the mob, you signed an oath, you took an oath, goodness gracious, I, I, I literally could not care less about Tommy in this case, Especially Polly and Tom. They were both fucking morons. It's like, if you're gonna do shit like that, why, like, if you're gonna do some dumbass horseshit like this, you gotta be smarter about it, you know what I'm saying? Instead of this dumbass shit where you're like, I'm gonna rob a bank, create the biggest ruckus in the fucking city, and then fucking, like, just be like, oh yeah, the Don's not gonna fucking fucking like recognize me or recognize that it was us and then the dumbest thing ever is that like literally tommy betrays all of his friends like yeah the john the don was a bit of a jackass but there were other like good people within the maybe not good people is the best way of describing it but like he betrayed his fucking friends right like he betrayed all of his friends they all went to prison and it's like dude like some of the guys like the don was just trying to make money he was just like dealing in like drug money right and it's like apparently that's something like I, I I don't I don't get it I don't, like this game is fucking full of dumbass shit at the end of the game, where it's just unnecessary conflict where it's like why wouldn't you tell the Don about the bank robbing situation, and cut him in why wouldn't you tell him that you both wanted out of the gang it's not like he said like <clears throat> like he said like you know you live by the gang you die by the gang it wasn't like that like he was all about loyalty and stuff like that at the beginning of the game he has this speech about loyalty and stuff like that. It's like, why the fuck wouldn't you talk to him, you know? And it was, it was so weird. It, like, the ending was terrible. 
I literally could not wait to beat this game because I was like, I just want to be done with it. And I just like powered, powered through it. I think it's like a 20 hour long game. I played it on the hardest difficulty. Fuck man. Without game. Was that game terrible? Let me type in how long to beat. By the way, probably one of the best. Oh, it's approximately 15 hours. Why did it feel so much longer? Sorry. But um, there's this great fucking monologue where Sam has this, like, wad of money. Sam is, Sam is your friend that kills your best friend or one of your best friends in Polly. He kills him, and he has this wad of money. And he's like, this is what you betrayed the family over. And he throws it at you, and it, like, wafts down to you. And, it's, and he, like, throws it at you, and he says, here's your gut. And it's a fucking awesome scene because it's so true. God, Tommy is so dumb. I fucking hate him as a... I don't hate him as a character, but he's such a basic bitch, you know? Like, he goes along with what everybody does and says, right? Where he's like, you know, oh, like, uh... Oh, like, this hot girl is in my area? Oh, I'm gonna marry her. Oh, uh, this, uh, this, this mob family, you know, is, is in my area, and I, like, and they saved me, or, you know, or technically I had to drive them around. Oh, I'll join them up, right? Like, he's such a basic bitch. Oh, Frank, Frank wants to leave town, but I have to murder him? Oh, I'll let him go, because he wants to let him go. Oh, this girl that, uh, that freaking, <clears throat> that freaking one of my friends slept with, uh, she wants to be let off the hook. Oh, I'll let her go, too. It's like, dude, grow some balls. Take responsibility for your actions. You betrayed the gang. You you betrayed the mob. Like, fuck. Jesus Christ. Grow some balls. God. Tommy sucks so much as a character. Now that I realize it. And, like, Sam actually is, like, one of the better characters in the game. And Polly is, is like, the jackass, you know, of the gang. With, like, no hope. But Sam is so fucking dope. And it's, like, literally the final... one of Some of the final scenes with Sam are, like, literally night and day from who he is as a character. And I'm like, oh, this is just really, really bad fucking writing. Mafia 2 is better. I was like, is... Because I've heard, like, everybody was, like, ranting and raving about this game and, like, how great it was. And then I was like, I played it. And I was like, Mafia 2 is way better. Unless I remembered it differently. Especially the beginning of Mafia 2. I think it's like with all the Mafia games probably. Especially Mafia 2 and Mafia 1. The beginning was better than the ending. Because I can't really remember the ending at all. But it's like they kind of like hit this stall with the games. Where it's like, you know, we've kind of done the introduction with the characters. Now we kind of have to add in this like conflict. And a lot of the times it's forced conflict. It's like this, this shit doesn't make any fucking sense. Like this scene right here where it's like Tommy, Tommy is fucking like pissed off. He's like, oh, uh, uh, I'll read you what uh, Tommy says. He's like, I know Sam and I'm sorry about that, but I need to get out of town. Can you help me or not? Can you help me or not, Tommy? Sam? And then Sam's like, there you go again, making me choose between my friends and my family. And then he throws in this fucking wad of cash. He's like, bro, like. This is what you betrayed me over. You betrayed me for some fucking cash. You betrayed the mechanic who who loved you like a brother to protect your family from us when you betrayed us. It's like, I don't have any sympathy for Tommy. Like, it's supposed to be this big thing that he dies at the end of the game, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. 
And then I remembered like playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and Red Dead Redemption, my some of my favorite games of all time. And I fucking like remember the scene where like John Marston dies and Arthur um, Morgan dies. And like those scenes were fucking powerful because those scenes like the characters, they had so much complexity to it. And you were rooting for the characters, even though they were villains, kind of maybe maybe not villains, but like in some ways antagonists because of their actions. But in other ways, like they were they were essentially heroes of their own stories, you know, killed a lot of people. But, you know, they tried to redeem themselves. They tried to have some form of redemption at the end of their lives. Right. Especially with Arthur, it's a lot more apparent. Because he has tuberculosis. Point is, stark contrast between the Mafia series and the Red Dead Redemption series. <clears throat> Thought that I would complain about the game for like a couple of minutes. Because it's like, I literally spent like 50... I get, listen, I get a right to complain about a video game that I spend like 15 hours playing. And it's like I didn't have a good time. God, that game frustrates the shit out of me. Sometimes I want to play this uh, this new video game that came out like a couple of days ago. It's called Genshin Impact. It's supposed to be like uh, Breath of the Wild, except on PlayStation. I want to play that game, but I also want to read like the rest of this book. What's today? Not today. What's the time? It's like ten o'clock at night. <clears throat> Yeah, here it is. It's like one of the hottest games right now. Or one of the newest games on the PlayStation. So I want to get it. It's free, by by the way. Which is weird, because I thought it wasn't going to be free. But yeah, it's free. There it is, yep. Genshin Impact. How much is it? Nine gigabytes? Really? Huh. How is it free? Do I always have to have an online connection for it? Blah, blah. I'm reading, like, the synopsis. Do I have to, like... Why is it free? It shouldn't be free, right? I don't think it is. Hold on. Oh, online play required. Online features... Require an account. Okay. So I have to be online. I don't know if I want it then. Because I have a shitty internet connection. I swear to God, man. As soon as, like, a good internet provider comes along, I'm going to buy that. Oh, PUBG is available for PlayStation. For free. <clears throat> Anyways, let's get on the football instead of complaining. About video games. 24 to get a football. Alright. Oh yeah, let me switch over to the other, like, output. Because I was on my PS4. Let me go to freaking HDMI. So. <clears throat> let me, um, let, let's, uh, let's review Jets versus Broncos. Something interesting actually happened at the end of the game i just turned it off everybody was talking about how exciting and interesting this game was i watched that game that game fucking sucked i don't know what people are talking about how like this game is interesting or whatever i i pro like i literally was watching that game for like over an hour and i was like that game sucks what what is this 
Okay, this is the game. I was like, why Why was it like halfway through the game? Okay, let's just do this. I like, for some weird reason, the DVR has, a, has like my recording all the way like in the third quarter. Um, but if you ask me like 24, what did you see from the game? Because everybody is up Adam Gase's um, butt right now talking about how he should be fired. Um, I don't think he should be uh, fired. Controversial opinion. I don't think he should have been hired. Listen, um, as much of a rise as people, let me play the Colin Cowherd clip because that was so fucking dumb. Because he was talking about like two, like a year ago, how Adam Gase was like hired, and he was talking about how Jet fans were dumb. It's like what? Hold on. Oh, no. Let me just type in Adam Gase. Because I can probably find it. Now he's like, Jet fans are dumb. Because they don't like Adam Gase. And rightfully so. Oh, here it is. Boom. What is this? I have, like, two clips. Anyways, I have, like, two clips. Hold on. Okay, so I got, I think, one clip. I think I got one clip. Let me try and see if there's another. So Colin Cowherd was talking about um, about uh, Adam Gase and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Before I talk about Adam Gase, let me talk about this. And I know you can't hear what I just heard, but let me just, like, talk about this for, like, two seconds. Um... Hold on, let me also try and find um, if there's anything else. I'm doing a lot right now. Like, I, like, I'm about to, like, scoot back my chair because I'm super uncomfortable right now. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, let me hold on. Hold on. Um... Okay, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. So I'll play you both clips and we'll kind of just go from here. So <clears throat> I'm going to kind of give you this um, this little, you know, this little kind of a breakdown of what happened today. I know that we're kind of just like ping-ponging all over the place, but just bear with me for a couple of minutes. So today I saw Kay Adams go on to um go on to this uh this tv show or it's it's like a part of the dallas cowboys uh what was it what was it called it was a part of like the dallas cowboys um like youtube show promo thing by the way i'm kind of irked that the cowboys youtube like channel they don't put out any like any more of um like any uh, uh, sounds from the sidelines yeah they've completely like taken taken off the entire fucking show from the um from their youtube channel like they just like scrapped it and got rid of it for some weird reason it was like literally their best part of their um of their entire youtube channel if you don't know what i'm talking about essentially it was uh like the dallas cowboys website's version of like the mic'd up part of the uh like excuse me not the mic'd up part but the like the mic'd up version of their show 
And um, the reason why I, like, say, like, it kind of sucks that they got rid of it was that literally it was one of the only reasons why I consistently watched uh, that that show once I stopped watching The Break and things of that nature. Like, I used to watch a lot of the Dallas Cowboys media, but now I just, I just don't. But it's, like, it's so weird because I'm pretty sure, like, all of the other teams, if I go to, like, their YouTube channels, they'll have, um, yeah, like... <clears throat> like, I think they have their own, like, mic'd up stuff. I'm pretty sure. Because I saw, yeah, it's it's called Ravens Wired, and they have that, right? But Dallas, they just scrapped it, and they got rid of it. And it's so weird, because it's like, literally, it got them the most views. And it was the best, and like, the most interesting thing about their th that channel. Like, like, if I go to their videos right now... And it's so dumb. It's like, whoever is like, just, I won't say marketing, what's the word? Managing this YouTube channel. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Because literally, it's like, one of the most interesting, one of like the highest, some of the highest viewed videos on their YouTube channel are all like, sounds from the sidelines, sounds from the sidelines, sounds from the sideline, mic'd up at Dirk, Dirk's cel uh, celebrity baseball game. And it's like, Sounds from the sidelines, sounds from the sidelines, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, it's just all clips from games that are, like, the most viewed videos on the channel. They're all, like, semi-bad videos, if you want my honest opinion about it. Um, but they're interesting in the sense of it's, like, it's, it's part of the game, right? Like, I get to watch the players in the game scenarios and the game settings. And um, as much as I like the NFL Network's version of the mic'd up, parts of the game it's like I don't necessarily get to actually watch a focused version of the Cowboys and um, I was just like just get a better editor you know like have them freaking like, like you this is this is how like like and they don't monetize it like I'm watching it they don't monetize the footage it's like dude like you you got 156,000 views on this video you got 156,000 like that's the majority of like you probably won't get that same amount of views in like two or three weeks worth of videos. Like, this is it. This is where the money is, is being made from, bro. And you aren't going to monetize it. And then on top of that, you're just going to delete the series. Like, what's wrong with you? It's like the, your most viewed series on the channel. And you're like, eh, not going to watch it. Not, not really, really, not really going to uh, monetize it. Like, how many, like, this is, this is the biggest draw for this channel. And it's just like, eh, we'll pass. That and, like, the cheerleaders. <clears throat> Apparently, because there's a lot of fucking shit about the cheerleaders. Not a lot, but it's, like, the second most popular thing is, like, the players and the cheerleaders. But they're, but they're like, eh, gonna reban. We're gonna have this be, like, a media channel and pretty much an extension of the, uh, <clears throat> of the website. Which I'm like, well, that's dumb. Anyways. Sorry about that. Um, that was a long ass rant to pretty much say. Oh my god, that was a that didn't sound good at all. Uh, long ass rant to essentially say like, uh, in, I have to go full circle here, so I kind of have to go back. Sorry, I watched this interview with Kay Adams, and Kay Adams, she kind of like, she irks me in the sense like she bothers me in the sense of like whenever I watch her on Good Morning Football for like six hours straight, like. Because they kept they uh, they record one they yeah they record one show a three hour show and then they replay that same three hour show again so it's six hours 
And it, like, it irked me to see her, like, not act like a human being. Like, be all perky and up and excited and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's no way that 365 days a year that she's, like, that excited to wake up in the morning at, like, 4 a.m. And it's, like, like in the sense of, like, she's not genuine, right? Like, like, I'm watching her in this interview, and it's like, oh, she's a real person. Like, she's, like, I didn't know that she was, like, like, that she was... I won't say down to earth because that's not it, but genuine, I guess. You know? Like, she wasn't, like, smiley and uppity and good morning football and, oh, my God, we're excited. Like, she was more, like, human, you know? More relatable, I guess. Like, I try and be as genuine as I possibly can on the podcast. Like, I, you know, I curse a lot. I don't try and censor myself. I stutter a lot. I say ums and uhs and things of that nature. If I'm tired, I'm tired. If I'm excited, I'm excited. If I'm juiced, I'm juiced. Like, you know, I just kind of let things happen the way that they are. And um, sometimes it's, like, some of the best entertainment, I think, like, ever. Other times it's pretty shitty content, like what happened last night on Thursday Night Football. Regardless, I'm, I'm always myself. I'm always... And it, like, it irks me that, um, <clears throat> that like, people aren't. Because it's like, I, I, f- I feel like it's, it, you know, it's inauthentic, uh, inauthentic, and I feel like I'm kind of being lied to, you know, as I watch them. But in reality, it's like, in, in, call, in kind of, a, I was like, I think I had this, like, thought in my head, this, like, childish thought that, like, these people, they acted like this in real life, like, all the time, 24-7, and it's like, it's not, like, she doesn't act like this at all. So I kind of judged her prematurely, and that's kind of a douchebag thing that I did, I apologize. Um, so I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to take like pot shots at people that I'm like, I don't think they're genuine because it's like, they're probably just putting it on for a show. So, I mean, I kind of live on the internet, so I get this like huge fucking burst of like genuineness from people. And like, I don't, I don't necessarily get this like non-genuineness. I I don't like get the TV stuff, like the, like the censorship, so to speak, you know, I don't get that on the internet, I curse a lot, I say whatever I want to say, I say fuck a lot, you know, but she probably can't, I don't know if that's even in her vocabulary, she may not necessarily be as crass and as rude as I am, but, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna take any more, uh, pot shots of people, I'm not gonna fucking call people out if they're not what I believe to be genuine and things of that nature, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, like, I don't, I don't know what they're going through, I don't know if they're, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of just going to pass on this. I'm kind of just not going to not gonna be like, oh, she's not genuine and be angry all the time, I guess. I don't know. I have anger issues. Even though I don't seem like it, I guess. Maybe I seem like it and I don't disguise it as well as I possibly could. But I, again, it's like, even then it's like, well, technically, I mean, I scream and I shout and I curse and stuff like that. And that's how I express my anger. But I, like, I don't know. It's It's kind of like... It, it, like, like I try to be genuine, but I try not to, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, like, it's not like I don't want to reveal the bad parts about myself, but it's, like, I don't want to be terrible, you know, so it's, like, if I'm being a jackass, it's, like, I try to correct that behavior, anyways, here's, uh, Colin Cowherd talking about the Jets, uh, head coach, and how he's a, hold on, I got a burp, Excuse me, and how he's like a good hire. This is like the introduction to his uh, show, so I'm gonna have to go in low and then raise up the volume. 
Sports Radio and FS1. Greg Cosell in about four minutes, five minutes. Joy Taylor is joining me for hour number two. How are you? Doing great. Um, I have told you before, uh, I've been kind of grading the hirings. What I don't believe in is if you have a young quarterback... Jets have Sam Darnold. He's trying to figure out how to be an NFL quarterback. I also don't want a young quarterback to have a coach who's trying to figure out how to be an NFL head coach. Freddie Kitchens has never been a high school football coach. I don't love that move in Cleveland. So as Baker's trying to learn how to do this thing, he's got a coach who's trying to how to do this thing. I don't like that. I do like... I don't like Arizona situation where Josh Rosen's trying to figure out how to be an NFL quarterback, and he's got a college coach who's trying to become an NFL That's uh, something happened with the video. It's on there, and it's not on mine. The video is still like... Ace is Kyle go. Shanahan before Kyle Shanahan. Years ago, Nick Saban was a coach at LSU. He had this, you know, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid on his staff named Adam Gase. And he gave him all this responsibility because Nick Saban's like, who's the smart kid? This is a guy that had Peyton Manning's greatest year. Peyton Manning called the Jets their, like, smartest coordinator I've ever had. He won with Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow went in a six-game winning streak. It was Adam Gase. By the way, he had a winning record with Ryan Tannehill, 13-11. and 11. He made the playoffs the first year in Miami with Ryan Tannehill. The previous two head coaches that Ryan Tannehill had had losing records. Adam Gase had a winning record with him. He's a really good coach. But what happened? Tannehill got hurt. He had to use Jay Cutler and Brock Osweiler. And, by the way, even this year... With Osweiler, they had really good Sundays, followed often by really bad Sundays because that's what happens when you have a backup quarterback playing for it. Context, this is like um, this is like last year in January. So this is, um, this is when I think Jay Cutler had come back and the Dolphins had just fired um, Adam Gase and they had hired Brian Flores. And I think this is coming off of the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots Super Bowl. Or no, the Patriots were about to go to the Super Bowl and win it. This is coming, like, off of that, right? So they hire... So after the Patriots, I think, win the Super Bowl, they hire uh, the Miami Dolphins. They hire um, Brian Flores. And then Adam Gase, I think now is... Yeah, the on the video, it says, report Adam Gase will be Jets' next head coach. So <clears throat> just for, like, a lot of context, because it's like this didn't just happen, like, this year. It happened last year. But in the end, Gase is a great coach. In January, he right gave the Oh, in January, by the way. Like, this didn't happen in, like, July or August. This happened in January. So he had, like, a full year to get ready and prepare and stuff like that. Patriots trouble. He went 10-6 and six rookie year. He was a very successful coordinator. Now, the downside to him is he's Kyle Shanahan-ish. He can be condescending. He's really smart, and he knows it. He's very intense. He is in no passive-aggressive to him at all. He'll get right in your face. He's like Kyle Shanahan. He, he'll go to a press conference and chew out reporters. He is really intense, and he wears people out. He had a winning record with Ryan Tannehill. No Miami coach, there's been three of them now, have ever done that. He made the playoffs the first year. Tebow, Manning, Saban, all call on his behalf. He's a super sharp guy. Well, he was fired. Who gives a rip? Belichick's been fired in the NFL. Pete Carroll's been fired twice. Mike Shanahan's got two Super Bowls been fired. John Gruden got fired. Next year, won a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh got to a Super Bowl. Two years later, he got fired. Andy Reid's been fired. Now he's the one, number one seed in the AFC. Guys, the NFL's for aggressive men to coach. They're aggressive guys. Aggressive guys get fired all the time. They get fired in radio, TV. Uh, they get fired in, in, in CEO jobs. 
You, you can't worry about getting fired. If you're worried about getting fired, don't take any grown-up jobs. If you want to be comfortable, go coach in college where you can dominate the athletic director. You pick all the players. In the NFL, you got a billionaire owner. You're in a big city. The media is rough, and they fired. And you're also coaching millionaires. Yes, kids who it's hard. Scholarship. NFL is a hard league to coach in. But but Adam Gase, you know, like Jet fans were like, oh, listen, Mike McCarthy, I think is a great coach. I would have loved to see him get the Jets job. But I said my second choice is Adam Gase. And I also said, and Joy, you were here, so you can verify this. About 10 days ago when the NFL was firing all these coaches, they call it like Black Monday and they're firing everybody. Who was the one coach I said that got fired that I would hire again? Well, McCarthy, obviously, yeah. but Gase. Yeah, I said that day of all these guys that got fired that day, I said Adam Gase is going to get a job. Yes. Because my sources all say he's Kyle Shanahan before Kyle Shanahan. And by the way, Shanahan's never been fired yet, but he wears people out. And he calls out the media. And he's Garoff. And he and, he and Garoppolo, by the way, have had battles already. I, You know, I think being a Dolphins fan, my opinion of Gase is probably a bit skewed because I wanted to see him be successful there, and he yeah. wasn't. Um, again, I don't think your first stint as a head coach, if it's not necessarily successful, is a reflection of who you are as a head coach. Right. Certain situations matter, yeah. but Miami is not the most uh, stable, functional organizations, <laughs> you know, no. historically. So a little bit of context for that. They were mentioning Mike McCarthy, and I'll kind of address some of the points. I didn't realize, like, how bad that was. I didn't listen to this audio beforehand. A little bit of context. So... So Mike McCarthy was actually interviewed for the Jets job, right? Now, <clears throat> what had happened, and not not he was interviewed, it's like he actually went in to do an interview. Like he had picked out the Jets and he was like, let me go into uh, the Jets. And this is before he had kind of been like, I got to take a year off, right? So he had gone in and he had interviewed for the job. And what had happened was, is that one of the prerequisites for him to be the head coach was that uh, he had had he had had to let his coaching staff be hired, so he couldn't hire his own coaching staff, which in like any head coaching interview process is like a gigantic red flag, right? Because as evident by Adam Gase, the head coach, and Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, having a little bit of a uh, a, a tit for tat fight. Not just in the uh, the meet, not in, not tit for tat. That's a dumb way to phrase it, <clears throat> but just having fights like all the time. Like it's been widely reported that the defensive coordinator and the head coach are not getting along at all. Let's listen to another clip. They're going to talk about um, uh, this is by the way November of last year. So keep in mind, January Adam Gase gets hired. This is November of that year. This is deep into the next season. Let's hear what uh, uh, I was about to say, Colleen Wolf. Joy. <laughs> Her name is Joy Taylor. Joy Taylor and uh, Colin Coward have to say, say excuse me, about um, Adam Gase and the New York Football Jets. I think about, this is, this is November 13th of last year, so this is like a good 10 weeks into the season probably. So we're close to it moving forward now greg williams defensive coordinator i hear they don't get along gase and him that i'd change uh, you have a right to change make staff changes yeah um i mean if you don't get along you don't get along but i do think that greg williams has had success in this league and is it, i mean so old school uh yeah so barky yeah. i mean yes i agree with all you those know, things this sounds weird and you probably couldn't do it 
I bring you couldn't do it. I'd bring Todd Bowles back as defensive coordinator. He's a, I think Todd Bowles is I think Todd Bowles is the best young defensive mind. He and Brian Flores in the sport, but you couldn't do it because he used to coach the Jets. Yeah, it's a, it's a little too soon. But the Jets are last in the NFL in total yards per game and 15 in the NFL in total yards allowed per game. They haven't had a great season, as we know. That is in part to the fact that Sam Darnold was out for several weeks. Also. With mono. And they don't have a number one receiver. And they've and had major injuries. Their offensive line's awful. Yeah. There's no, I mean, Pittsburgh and Dallas have great O-lines. Everybody else's are okay. The Jets is awful. I mean, it's a disappointing season for the Jets. We wanted yeah. to see what Sam Darnold was going to be able to do with Le'Veon Bell this year. You wanted to see them take a step up in development. Hasn't happened. Let but me... I don't believe in firing coaches okay. midseason, oh. and I don't think that they should fire guys after the season either. Oh, let me throw this out to you, Joy. So, Cleveland is disappointing because if you came out before the season and didn't say Cleveland was a playoff team, you got pushback. When I came out and said I think the Jets have a chance to be 8-8, eight and eight, I got pushback. So if the Jets roll off four wins here in the next six weeks and end up 6-10-7-9, with, with missing Darnold for a month, you would, you would look back and fire Gase if they end up going 7-9, and nine, which, by the way, their schedule tells you they can win four or five of their next games. They're not that much worse than what we thought they'd be in June. Cleveland is much worse. Well, you say it all the time. What, what creates problems is, is expectations. expectations. Like, if you don't have high expectations, then you can only overachieve. By the way, we all think Brian Flores is great. They've won two games. We're, we're very happy with Cliff Kingsbury. They've won three. Because well, the expect, there are no expectations. So what were the Jets' expectations? We, I came out and I said, I think they can go 8-8. Eight and eight, And people were like, whoa, you're a Darnold homer. 7-9 and nine is what they are. They're bad at corner. They're bad on the offensive line. They don't have a number one and receiver. And by the way, that's not a good team. Right. <laughs> so what are you really saying? Like, the only thing I wanted to see from this year is a Sam Darnold take a step up in development. And there have been games he's been very good. And see if they can get Bell into yeah. the system. That's all you can ask for. Like, it, it, this, is, this is a marathon, not a sprint when it comes to teams like this, and specifically the Jets. So I'm glad they're not moving off of him. That's all you can ask for? 7-9? and nine? Which, um, by the way, I, I just, I looked up the record. They, they were uh, 7-9. and nine. They went to, uh, they, they beat Miami. I don't know what point in the season. They, it was November 13. So it was after the win against the Giants. So they went on to beat the Washington football team, the Raiders. Jesus Christ. Lost to the Bengals. Good God. Uh, beat the Dolphins lost to the Ravens, beat Pittsburgh. Wow. What was the score? 16 to 10. Oh, yeah, this is without Ben Roethlisberger. And then they beat the Bills, I think, without Joss Allen. So they were right. They were a 7 and 9 team. They won enough games to do, I don't, I don't know, something. I don't, I don't know what they were doing. But, um,. <clears throat> I said it, like, it, I, I don't know if I said it last year, but I thought it last year for sure. I was like, Adam Gase is not a good hiring. I didn't see anything, anything of um, of just any, any, any good coaching scheme or schematic or anything implemented into the Jets at all last night when I watched them play. I didn't see anything from them. Like, even even last year when they beat the Cowboys and I was forced to watch that tragedy. Even when I saw that game, I was like, I don't really see anything besides Dallas's defense sucking balls and Dallas 
Uh, Dallas's offensive scheme being fucking garbage. Besides that, I didn't really see anything. Like, it was way more Dallas lost that football game than the Jets beat the Cowboys. And I'll kind of talk about the uh, the Cowboys beating a good team in the Cleveland Browns. And yes, they are a good team. They're 2-1. and one. But, um... I didn't, like, I didn't see a whole lot. I didn't see a whole lot from Darnold. I didn't really see a whole lot from Adam Gase, and I certainly didn't see a whole lot from that defense, if you want my honest opinion about it. And as I sit back and I watch this game, once again, and I see the dumbass, like, personal foul penalties, like, like I, I didn't watch the final end of the game. I really need to start watching these. I, I really need to finish out these games instead of, like, clicking off before the game ends, because there is this... Weird thing that Greg Williams, the dirty defensive coordinator of the Jets, uh, was doing, like, in the last couple of minutes of the game, and it was, like, essentially when the Jets had lost it, they were down by two possessions. Let me actually fast forward to that spot here. They were down two possessions, and the Jets, they started to freaking, like, have these personal foul, unnecessary roughness on the quarterback, it's like, you gotta, like, the refs gotta do something, man. And it got to such a point where the Broncos, they wouldn't even shake hands with them going off the field. The, the uh, Vic Vangio, the head coach, he just told them to go to the lockers, to the locker room. It's like, we're done. We're, we're done with this team. We're not gonna talk to them. We're not gonna congratulate them. Like, he ran off the football field. Some of the players, they, they hung back and they congratulated each other. They shook hands. You know, they did the uh, the gentleman thing, but Vic Vangio was not having any of it. He was done with those people. It's like, you know, you can talk about the Jets in a numerous amounts of ways. You can talk about their their inefficiencies at the... Um, at the, um, you know, at, at any position, you know, the things that they don't have versus the things that they do have, you can go into, you can go into, you know, a, a, a ton of different soliloquies when it comes to just deficiencies for the Jets. The reality is uh, they just lost to a third string quarterback. They lost to, they, they beat a third string quarterback last year and Mason Rudolph or Ducky Hodges or whoever they had. But, uh, yeah, they, they didn't muster it up this year. And, yeah, they had a bunch of injuries. So did the Broncos. Broncos didn't have Vaughn Miller. Broncos didn't have Cortland Sutton. Broncos' offensive line is not very good. Broncos, they were 0-3 going into this game. So they were very bad. This probably should have been Sam Darnold's uh, coming out party. And, instead, he got blasted continuously and consistently and um I talked about Makai Becton being out of the game and I was weirded out by it I was like why why isn't he in the game because I hadn't watched a whole lot of jet football so I was like why is he out of the game and it turns out that he was hurt and then they subbed him back into the game and then he got hurt even more and then they did something similar with Le'Veon Bell where they um they were like eh you know we're just gonna sub him in when he's hurt and then because he's hurt and re-aggravated the injury, he got hurt even more. So, you know, it's an Adam Gase thing and his inability to use one of the best running backs in the league at one point, in my opinion, 
Le'Veon Bell. I think that he's just in a bad, bad coaching situation. And you constantly hear the references. I don't want to hear anything about Tim Tebow being one of his references. Nick Saban, Peyton Manning, stuff like that. But when you, like, go out of the one season where Peyton Manning, with Peyton Manning, like, he's done literally nothing in the league. Like, literally nothing in the NFL. He had, like, one season with Jay Cutler. where Jay And I watched this on Set the Edge. Shout out to him, Set the Edge, uh, the YouTube channel. I watched his video on it, and he was talking about how Adam Gase, uh, his offense when he was with the Bears, went from 21st to 21st. I think they had like 500 or 600 less total yards, but their ranking still remained the same for some weird reason. Not really going to look into it that much, but still. And this is in total yards, by the way. 21st to 21st lost a couple hundred yards. But that's kind of like, that's the, um, that, that's the accolade that he has, you know, like improving the Bears offense to nothing, going to Miami, having Ryan Tannehill and Devontae Parker and Kenyon Drake, who all are having great seasons without him. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. It's interesting how that works, isn't it? It's like, oh my God, you know, the players that he used to coach, they're all having fantastic careers. Huh. I wonder how that happened. It sure is interesting, isn't it? You know, it sure is interesting that Adam Gase and company, they, Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon Drake, 800 yards, eight touchdowns, eight scores specifically. By the way, shout out to Set the Edge because I'm getting all this from him. Uh, Kenyon Drake, eight touchdowns, 800 yards in eight games with his uh, with the Cardinals. Devontae Parker, I knew he was freaking good because he started to flash whenever I watched the Dolphins last season. It's like, who's that guy, Devontae Parker? But Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake, Ryan Tannehill, even Jarvis Landry, who he traded away to the Browns. Remember him? He seems to be doing pretty good. I wonder why. I wonder why that is. Kenny Stills? No, they traded... Uh, Brian Flores traded him away. Long and the short of it is, I had issues and I had problems, and a lot of people were trying to contextualize Adam Gase because, uh, because he had played for Miami, or not played, but like coached for Miami. But um, for me personally, I was I was super low on Adam Gase, super low on Adam Gase. I was like, no, I don't I don't like Adam Gase at all, at all. Yes, I would rather have Lincoln Riley or Urban Meyer or Cliff Kingsbury, who by the way is killing it right now. Literally, would have anyone else besides Adam Gase, and um, so would probably the Jets. But um, an interesting question, I think, to ask is, will they move off of him midway through the season? I don't really care. It's not like it's going to help you out at all. Greg Williams is probably the dirtiest defensive coordinator in the NFL. Steve Smith Sr. even, like, went on the break. Not the break. What's it called? The um, the post-game show. He went on that show on the NFL Network, and he was talking about how, like, this is the type of stuff that he does. This is the type of stuff that Greg Williams specifically does. 
I've seen it. He he played in the same division as Greg Williams, and he's like, yeah, like this is the stuff that he does. If it snorts like a like a freaking pig, if it smells like a pig, then it's a pig. So Adam Gase, Greg Williams, not getting along. Adam Gase, what does he do well? What does he do like? Like, a lot of people, they talk about his, you know, his his alkylates, right? Like, oh my god, Peyton Manning, great season with Peyton Manning. But it's like, what? how does he help out the quarterback specifically? Like, I don't, I don't get that at all. And I'm looking up another game right now. I'm not going to say which game, but I'm looking up another game. And it's just like I just don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get So like I I can I can get if you for example talk about Lincoln Riley. Like you're talking about Lincoln Riley and you're like Lincoln Riley is a fantastic offense uh, offensive mind. He's a genius. He's a smart guy. He understands what he's doing and what he's saying. I get that. What I don't understand is whenever people refer to like some of these guys as like offensive geniuses. Like for example, Colin Cowherd was referring to Adam Gase as Kyle Shanahan, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's not even, he, he, he is not, and he said that a year ago, by the way, a year ago. This is before the 49ers would go on to win the Super Bowl, obviously. He said that a year ago, and it's like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Adam Gase is a genius, is an actual genius. He's not like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, like, he, he's, he's okay. You know, oh, he, he goes to the 49ers and freaking everything goes tits up. It's like, no, he's he's actually a very, very smart head coach. Over just the terribleness of the Jets. But yes, if, if the question is, um, do I think that they should fire him? I don't think they should have hired him. So I, I don't, it's a, it, it puts me in a weird spot, doesn't it? Like, I wouldn't have let it got to this position. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I don't really care. Um, I, I see bleakness in the Jets' future because uh, you move off of Adam Gase and, like, you now have this shitty-ass organization. Like... Lincoln Riley, if you offer him a fuck ton of money, why would he leave OU with Spencer Rattler and Marvin Mims and all those other guys that they just got? It's like, why would I why would I leave? Like the only reason why he would ever leave is if he was to go to like a good team, right? Which is why I was like, please come to Dallas. Cuz I was like, I feel like that's one of the only jobs that he would want. But um you know, we'll see. Holy shit! I'm watching the uh, the Lakers right now. The La- I I fly- I was watching the Jets and the Broncos. Now I switched back to the Lakers versus the um the Heat, and it's 92 to 79. I think uh my prediction that the Lakers are going to sweep the Heat are pretty founded. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> what was I talking about? talking about um 
freaking what's his face adam gase and things of that nature yeah like adam gase is adam gase is done in new york um i didn't really talk about how adam gase was like a dude that could potentially be fired this year I felt like Bill O'Brien... It's funny, it's like how the guys that I predicted would be like terrible head coaches this year. Like um, like Bill O'Brien, his team is 0-3 right now as the Texans, right? They're loaded offensively and... I mean, good God, man. They are, they're, they are bad. They are bad, the Texans. But um, I talked about how I was like, he shot, probably should have been fired after that Kansas City game. Turns out... I was very, very, very right, considering um, how badly they're playing. And um, I talked about how, uh, not Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, he could potentially be fired this year as well. I think he's 1-2 because he, he upset the Cardinals. So, yeah, uh, those two guys, they seem to be in trouble. I also should have mentioned Adam Gase, but I was like, the Jets are the Jets. You know, I don't... Like, they're one of the worst organizations in the NFL. So, we'll, um, we'll, we'll take tabs on that. Everybody's clamoring for his do- job. Everyone's freaking out. I'm not really going to jump that much on the bandwagon. I'm only going to say that he shouldn't have been uh, hired to begin with. But, um, yeah, everybody's like, fire out of gates right now! My response to those people is, um, who's going to take the job? Because uh, you're not luring Urban My- like Like, imagine being the Jets GM Joe Douglas and being like, Hey, uh, Urban, you know, we know you love casting and talking about college football and staying in Los Angeles. How would you like to come out of retirement and coach the Jets? Oh, by the way, you can't pick your coaching staff. Oh, by the way, you have an unproven quarterback and in, in a terrible offensive line and a running back that may or may not need to be traded and no uh maybe a potentially a number one wide receiver in Denzel Mims who's also hurt this season and nobody else besides that and we also apparently won't want to re-sign our wide receivers that are pretty awesome because we let go of Robbie Anderson who was awesome for us and our defense is a mess because we got rid of one of our best football players and Jamal Adams and CJ mostly opted out this year and he was hurt last year. So we kind of don't even know what we have defensively, except that Quinn and Williams is actually a pretty good football player for us. That's all we know. Oh, and Mikai Becton, he's also fantastic for us, but he's hurt. Come to New York, get out of retirement. It's like, fuck that. I'm not coming out of retirement for this shit. There's not enough money that you can pay me on the earth to deal with the headaches that would come in the, that would come with freaking being the Jets head coach. There's no money on this planet that would cause me to become the the Jets head coach. You must you you must be having a fucking seizure. By the way, they're showing uh the dudes in the in the like the fans in the stands, right? Snoop Dogg and Derek Fisher are like the dudes in the stands right now. They're watching. I mean, I don't know why they're watching. It's freaking 100 to 86 with one minute and 44 seconds left in the third quarter. So, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily going well for the Heat, but I predicted a 4-0 sweep. I even predicted it like, I predicted like whoever was going to come out of the East was going to lose to whoever was kind of come out of the West. I could really care less. I think I had like some exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, I was like, it was very, it's very true. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, um, Adam Gase probably going to um, 
probably going to be out after this offseason. I mean, technically, this is his second year with the Jets, right? They were 7-9 last season. They're 0-4 this season. But again, it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily know what people want from the Jets, you know? Like, what do you, what do you want them to do? They suck. I'm just saying. They stink. Anyways. Anything else I got to talk about? Oh, yeah, Greg, Greg Williams, man. I could spend a lot on Greg Williams. I could spend a lot of time. Let me pull up the Odell Beckham Jr. game where his players fucking were fucking playing like like a bunch of headhunting dudes back in New Orleans. Like, this was just, like, fucking dirty-ass shit, you know, that I saw. Anyways, hold on, let me take a swig of my water. Sorry about that. So they're showing Odell put it, put on his helmet and stuff like that. But during this game, I saw this game. This was like some of the dirty, the dirtiest shit I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. When it comes to like just late hits, like out of bound, like a like like just hitting dudes out of bounds in the back of the end zone. Dirty ass shit. This was like reminiscent of what was going on with the Saints, man, like in the early 2010s. <clears throat> and it goes beyond that dumbass, like, quote, like that you hear every old person say, You gotta play physical. Gotta play physical. Go play physical. So it goes beyond that. It's like this guy is fucking dirty and he tells his players to fucking play dirty. It's like I thought Aaron Donald and the Rams were like a dirty ass team for years until Wade Phillips got there and just like drained the swamp. Like, drained all that shit out of there and, like, made the team actually respectable on defense. There's one fucking late hit right there. Odell is way out of bounds, and one of the, in one of the, uh, the DBs, freaking, it's the safety that comes out, he's out of bounds, and bang, he hits him. The refs, they don't fucking call it, because they're like, eh, that's a little bit, of, you know, we'll, we'll just not call it. And then Manning winds up back in the end zone, Odell Beckham Jr., he dances for some weird reason. Flags fly. And then they're about to hit him um, on, on, I think, the next series. Now, keep in mind, Odell has a lot of history with the uh, with Greg Williams, right? For some weird reason, in a fucking preseason game, right? In a fucking preseason game, he gets, like, this dirty-ass shot by a DB that nobody knows. He gets fucking destroyed by him, Right? And it's like, I don't know if he bent his leg or twisted his leg or something like that. And he's like, it tears up, I think, his knee and he's out for the season. In a preseason game, by the way. It's like, yeah, that, that, yeah that's, that's what we want. One of the best players in the NFL to be out during a fucking preseason game. That's what we want. Hold on, let me put on my tank top. I'm freaking, it's hot as balls in here. <clears throat> Hold on. Goodness gracious, what's the temperature? It feels, it's so humid in here. It's 80 degrees. My God, it was hot in here for some reason. It's like I'm sweating in my shorts right now. That's better. 
Okay. Sorry about that. Anyways, um, Odell and the fucking Giants are gonna just be pissed off about this game because, like, like there's this one shot. Like, if you look up Odell versus the Rams on YouTube, there's this one shot of him on the ground, and there's like a um a Rams player who push him out of bounds, and it's like, dude, like, are you guys gonna get control of your fucking players? And Greg Williams is like, uh, no, I'm not, cause I'm an animal. That's why. I'm not gonna get control of my fucking players, and it's like. Literally, the Saints have kind of moved off of, excuse me, moved off of Bounty Gate, except for Greg Williams. And this is why I, like, I kind of have this annoying, like, eye-rolling thing with old head coaches that are like, you gotta really hurt him, you gotta fucking kill this guy, and shit like that. And it's like, no, you don't. Another late hit. Now Odell gets in the, and it's the exact same person as well. It's the fucking safety, 25. He fucking hits him out of bounds once again, and Odell's pissed again. And no, 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 no. He doesn't actually hit him out of bounds. My mistake. He hits him. He ru- No, no, he does hit him out of bounds. He does hit him out of bounds. Let me see it again. Bang. Quick pass. Yeah, he hits him out of bounds. But the dumbass... But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. The safety runs over to Odell, who's like inside the green, Right? So he's not only out of bounds, but he's like past that giant white strip. He's pretty much in the benches. And the freaking safety comes over and like gets in his face. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? And what are the refs doing? Throw a flag. He's taunting him. That's taunting. That's like typical taunting. I think they did. They threw a flag. Okay. It's like, what are you doing? And, and Tom Coughlin, the head coach at the time, he's clapping it up. He's like, yes, finally. It's like, what, are, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. So, anyways. <clears throat> this, this whole game was just an absolute disaster. Oh, and by the way, um, somebody, somebody was like, um, whoever was casting this game was on the money. They were talking like, they are talking about like, like how the Rams, they were playing like fucking jackasses, man, in this game. Like the score right now is 13-3. And this Rams safety is in Odell's face. And he's like, what the fuck are you jawing at, dude? You're getting sliced up. Your team is getting sliced up all fucking game long. And it's like, like this isn't even close. I mean, listen to it. Hold on. I think they're even talking about it right now where he's like, dude, you're getting fucking sliced up right now. He's killing you guys. Yeah. It's Odell and this guy named McDonald. It's like, I don't I don't get what you're doing, man. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me stuff out my candle. And Odell, right now, he took off his helmet and he's talking to McDonald. He's about to fucking destroy this guy. Oh, my God, dude. Anyways, um, yeah, Greg Williams is a dirty-ass fucking dirty coach with uh, with no regard for, for um, the players that he's playing up against. And he doesn't fucking give a shit. And he's just fucking just... I hate him as a coach. He's a jackass. 
God, he's a jackass. He's like, oh, my players just, they just play physical. It's like, no, they play dirty. They fucking play dirty as shit. Well, you know, I mean, what else is new about Adam Gase? Anyways, well, um, I'll give you my, um, <clears throat> my game day predictions and then I'll peace out because, um, oh yeah, what do I have? I forgot to also mention the games that I'm going to be casting here. NFL football. What do I got? I think I got Saints versus Lions, uh, Patriots versus Chiefs, and then Sunday night, 49ers. Yep, 49ers versus the Eagles. What is this? Apparently, I also have Bengals versus Jaguars. Ugh. Ugh. As much as I love the quarterbacks for those teams, I, I don't want to watch another, like... I don't want to watch Miami versus the Jags ever again. Do I have another game like that where I have to, like, see, like, two teams that I should never, ever, 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 ever see on primetime ever again? God, last night's game was fucking terrible. I wanted to, like, splice my eyes out. I wanted to fall asleep more specifically. There really isn't, as far as I can tell, up until, like, week 10, Colts versus Titans is even a good game. Is there a bad game? Let me kind of just scroll. No. There's a lot of good games. I think we're done with, like, the shitty games. And there's, like, really only, like, just good games. Yeah. There's a lot of good games in this year's schedule on Thursday night. It's just, like, these last two, man, have really burnt me out. The fucking Dolphins versus the Jags, and then the freaking Broncos versus the Jets. Holy shit, they were so dead. They were so bad. But next week we got the Bucks versus the Bears, and then the week after it's Chiefs versus Bills. So I'll be I'll go back to being a happy camper. All right, so let me go ahead and record all the games that I want to record. I think I did already. Yep. Oh, yeah, and then um, we also have Monday Night Football. So, to recap, we have um, Saints versus Lions, uh, Patriots versus Chiefs, and then Eagles versus uh, 49ers. And then Monday Night Football is uh, Atlanta versus versus uh, Green Bay. So, this is going to be the first week that I'm not actually going to watch the Cowboys what are these other games at? Is this a 3 o'clock game? Yes, this is. Is this Sunday night? Yeah. Okay. So, I already have, like, the other games set for next for next week. Which noon o'clock game do I want? Oh, it doesn't matter. I can just decide next week. <clears throat> but, yeah, I already have all of the... Let me just make sure. I just, just want to make sure. You know, I'm one of those paranoid guys. NFL football. Just want to make sure. That I got all the games that I needed to get down. I think this is going to be, what, the third week in a... The fourth week in a row? Saw Miami versus the Patriots. Seattle versus the Patriots. Uh, Patriots versus... Who did they play last week? Raiders. And then we're going to see Patriots versus Chiefs. So, yeah, I've seen the Patriots... I've seen every single Patriots game. And it looks like we're going to continue that this weekend as well. Where we're going to see the Patriots versus the Chiefs. 
in a wrestling football game. So let me go ahead and get into these game day predictions and then we'll once again, peace out. All right, keep on pressing the wrong freaking thing. By the way, it is not looking good at all for the Heat, 99 to 108. I mean, they've definitely even out the score, but I mean, they're still down by like nine. Nine minutes, 47 seconds left in the in the fourth quarter. All right, let me open up my notes and let me get to uh, my week four game predictions. And let me also, let me refresh your mind. Uh, to recap, I had, uh, I, I got nine of seven correct. So this is my week three predictions of last week. I was 9 of 7. I had a 56.25% win rate as opposed to 81.25 the two weeks prior. I'm looking to get back on track here. And I think this is one of those weeks where I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of upsets. I think it's going to be a lot more of a consistent trend uh, with what I've seen over the uh, the last like four weeks. I think I'm going to hit a good 13, 14 games here. So this may be one of my best weeks. I hope to I want to set a new record. I want to go from 13 to 14 to 15 to one week maybe 16. But I don't think this week has 16 games in it. You know, yeah, it only has 15 because the Steelers and the Titans game got postponed. If you if you told me like uh which game would I uh would have per, uh, picked, excuse me, I would have picked the Steelers to win against the the Titans because the Steelers they had a full week to practice and the Titans only had like may may have had like one day. I think that they should have just canceled the game and given the win to the Steelers because, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of, of freaking making things work because the other team couldn't handle their fucking business. But, um, yeah, it's been postponed to, like, week seven or week eight. I don't know. Anyways, um, first game that we got on deck, Saints versus Lions. It's going to be the game that we're going to be casting. Come on. See, uh... <laughs> It's the Saints. It's It's got to be the Saints. It's like, come on. Do I honestly need to explain that? I think the Saints are like 1-2. and two. Or not 2-1, and 2-1. and one. Not 1-2, one and two, but 2-1. and one. Oh, no, they are 1-2. and two. Holy shit. They really are? How are they 2? How, do, how are the Saints 1-2? Who did they lose to? They lost to somebody. They should be really almost like... 0-3 if the Bucs had handled business, which, by the way, the Bucs are up by one game. Who did they lose to? They, oh, they lost to the... They really should be 0-3 if the Bucs played better. Uh, they lost to the Packers, and they lost to the Raiders, which God knows how they lost to the Raiders. That actually puts things in a proper perspective. I think they'll still... I think Mike Thomas is coming back this weekend, but even without him, I think they'll win. Or they would have won. Um, but yeah, he's going to go up against the uh, the Lions. I think this is going to be... And also, by the way, Alvin Kamara has been playing out of his fucking mind as well. So I think that um, regardless Mike Thomas plays or not, I think they win. Chargers versus Bucks. I don't know the quarterback situation for the Chargers. But um, Tom Brady seems to have hit his stride. He is now 2-1. and one. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who did he beat? He beat the Broncos 28-10. And then he beat the Panthers 31-17. So Tom Brady and the Bucs are starting to cook. 
Um, the the Chargers, they could offer a lot of pushback. They have players that can stop the run and rush the passer and cover. I really, really like Anthony Lynn as a head coach, but boys, he kind of just... Uh, this whole Justin Herbert debacle has kind of just really thrown a wrench into this to this whole situation. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm picking the Bucks to win because just based off of Tom Brady. But um, I... I would be surprised if the Chargers were to win this game, but now the Chargers are going to go down, what is it, 1-3? But they're then going to go up against the Saints, Jets, Dolphins, so they're playing up against the AFCs. Uh, oh, they, they may not make it to the playoffs this year. Damn, their schedule is hard as balls. They're, they're going to check this out. Saints, Jets, Dolphins, Jags, so they should win, theoretically, three games in that four-game stretch uh, after coming off of two straight losses, potentially, we'll see. Then they go up against the Raiders, Broncos, Bills, Patriots, so that could be a, a, another three to two losses right there. And then the final four games, Falcons, Raiders, Broncos, and then Chiefs again, it's like, you're going to have some hard-ass games if you're the Chargers, especially if Justin Herbert doesn't figure out a way to make it work. But I think that the Chargers will lose tomorrow, or technically Sunday. Oops, sorry for hitting my microphone a bajillion times. Sunday against uh, the Bucks. I think the Chargers will lose. Jags versus Bengals. Uh, I love both of these guys. These guys are a part of my made men list, which is my list of just quarterbacks that I send out every single week to assassinate DBs in the league. Jags versus Bengals. Um... I kind of went back and forth on this, but I kind of just looked at both teams' performances um, during the last couple of weeks. I hate both teams because I feel like the Jags, they directly told Gardner Minshew to tank, like to not win that game against the Miami Dolphins, or they told the coach, coach to do that, where they were like, have Gardner Minshew throw a bunch of like dink and dunk plays, and that's our offense, and I hated that shit, and I watched that shit for like three quarters and I was or, or technically it was a second half they didn't have him throw down the field like at all it was just like crossing routes uh five yard crossing routes and check downs and stuff like that it was bad really bad um but who did I pick I think I picked the Jags with that being said because I think they have a better team than the Bengals but um man I, I don't feel confident about that game I feel like that game can go both ways but I think Gardner he knows his team is tanking, and he, I think he has one win already. I think he wants to get another one, and I think he will against the Bengals. Unless his team fucking kneecaps him and fucking stops him from winning the fucking game. By the way, apparently the Bachelorette is going on. Who is that? Who is the... Who's the new Bachelorette? I'm about to say something really inappropriate about the bachelorette the current one who is the bachelorette who is she hold on claire crawley that girl i'm i'm going to say something really inappropriate hold on <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm about to say something really inappropriate about this girl. 
if I saw what I saw. How, wait, how old is she? She's 39 years old? She does not look like that. That girl... I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. She's got some big titties. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I saw her, like, I saw the advertisement for the show, and I was like, goodness gracious. My, and, she, and, I'm, and I'm like, I have, like, there's this picture of her, like, I think in New York walking at, like, some fashion party or whatever, and it's like, one of the main things about the dress is you can tell, like, big titties. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, was, I warned you. I said, I said it like a bajillion times. I'm like, I'm about to say something really inappropriate here. Maybe not inappropriate. It's just like, like, it's nothing wrong with having big titties. You know? In a lot of cases, it's a great thing. God, all right. But I, like, I saw her, like, I saw the advertisements for the show, and I was like, wait, that girl has some big titties, man. Now I gotta watch the, the Bastorette trailer again and make sure that I saw what I saw. You know how, like, as a guy, sometimes it's like you gotta do a double take because a girl is so fine sometimes? Like, that's, that's kind of, like, what just happened. I was like, that girl, goodness gracious. Big boy. All right, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't just be this much of a just, I don't even know what I am anymore. But, um, yeah, like, this girl, my God. Oh, and by the way, the advertisements are so fucking dumb. Apparently, she wants respect. Apparently, she's Cartman, too. Like, she's cutting off dudes. She's like, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to be married to this guy. I'm not going to be proposed to him. So this guy, like, leans in for a kiss, and she's like, wait, no. Got to cock block you for, like, five minutes. Got to talk about, like, how I want respect. Can you imagine, right, a girl putting her hand over your mouth as you're talking? Because I can't. I, I literally cannot, cannot imagine a girl doing that. Like, I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not going to stop me from talking. Fuck, that shit annoys me. Cause it's like, how how would you like it if I put my greasy hand all over your mouth? Just because you're you're a girl doesn't mean your mouth is clean. It's got all that lotion and shit on it. Oh, and they're playing the the respect song, the R S E C P. Find out what you need. R E S P R E S P E C T. Find out what your love means to me, or something like that. That's the song they play. Hold on. She, like, she, oh, that, oh, that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> She's like, I've been down this road before. All I want is respect. Well, you're not going to get respect from being on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Oh my god, that's a layup. Come on, that's a layup. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. Freaking, like, putting your hand on my mouth and, like, cutting me off as I'm talking, it doesn't necessarily gain gains my respect. It kind of gains my disdain. 
Jesus Christ. I wonder, like, what type of people go on these types of shows. Goodness gracious. Hold on. How did they fucking film this during a pandemic, too? Did everybody have to get, like, tested and then they, like, just put them in, like, the bubble? Like, into, like, the mansion that they, like, filmed the show in? I don't know. Yeah, this is this is where I saw her her big titties. So she's like, so she tells the guy to get out of here. She's like, mm, get out of here. And and one of the guys is like, you, I'm not done yet. And then she's like, you are done. Get out of here. Mm. I gotta watch this. Jesus. Hold on. Bang. There she is. I was like, bang. There's her boobs. All right. That's where, that's really what I wanted to see. Goodness gracious, man. If you have to demand, like, if you, if you constantly have to, like, ask for respect, you're probably, like, not going to get it. You know? It should just be something that you naturally... Like, your presence, like, exudes respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, more likely than not, again, if you just have to be like, We're, I want respect. You're not giving me respect. Give me my respect. It's like, well, maybe you should do something to then get respect. Like, it, like it's it's like that age-old, like, thing where it's like, bro, like, I don't respect you as a brother. You know? It's like, well, what are you doing that's not causing me to respect you? You know what I'm saying? By the way, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Does anyone else find it, like, incredibly weird that a bunch of guys make out with, like, the exact same girl? Like, to me, it seems weird, you know? Like, to me, it's like, I wouldn't, like, and it also seems weird to me, like, the other way around. Like, if I was, like, like, I get dating multiple girls at the exact same time, but what I wouldn't get is if I dated like 20 something girls at the exact same. like maybe three is like my max like three would probably be my max and then i would have to like cut girls off but it's like fuck man like dating 20 girls at the exact same time to like find your wife not even to like find a girl that's cool but to find your wife like do you realize like the odds of that happening it's like one in a bajillion like fuck like this is like the worst i've always questioned this process i've always like looked at it like legitimately like as a way to find love and it's like by the way, this girl has hand tattoos. Like, she has a cross on her right hand. She has a butterfly on her wrist. This girl has some serious tattoo action. Maybe not serious, but, like, you know, like, the cute little, like, I'm going to get a small-ass tattoo. It's like, bro, I'm about to get a sleeve. <laughs> Maybe not about to, but it's like, fuck, man. And then the thing that, like, weirds me out are all the fucking dudes on the show that form this weird-ass brotherhood being like, I'm a guy, and I don't want to have, I don't want to freaking meet my wife. I'm glad that I met all the friends that I made off this show. And it's like, listen, man, if I went, like, to a TV show and dated, like, a girl with, like, 22 other guys, and I didn't find my fucking wife, I would blow my brains out. Maybe not. I would actually probably be be really happy because I would be like, eh, I don't necessarily want to tell my kids, hey, 
uh, kids, I freaking met your mom when, uh, when she was dating 20 other guys. And I'm pretty sure it would work the exact same way. It would seem cool to, like, date 20 other girls, but it's like, fuck, man. Do you realize how many, how many names you would have to memorize? <laughs> God. Like, like, and, and then it's like they all look the same. They all are, like, super hot, blonde, brunette, or I don't know of any redheaded girls that are on The Bachelorette, by the way. Nor do I know of any black girls or Latinas or I don't know. So it's like, man, like, what's your name again? Like, Brittany, Sandy, Taylor, <laughs> Claire is the new one. <laughs> God. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I probably, but I mean, I'm, I'm ugly, so... I wouldn't necessarily make a, a great bachelor to begin with. It's like, I don't want to go down that road of, like, trying to get girls to try out for me and try to, like, freaking be like, oh, my God, like, I really, really... Like, I've, I've had girls, like, try to play me and be like, I'm gonna... Like, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know how it, how it goes. Like, where it's like girls, you know, like, they try to act like you look good and they don't or you don't. Like, and you know you don't. It's like, dude, I know how I look. I'm fucking ugly. I'm fucking ugly as shit but it's like at least i know it and at least it's like i have the like the self-awareness to know it and acknowledge it and, and and to be like you know like i'm not freaking like out here acting like a bunch of fucking hot shit you know what i'm saying i feel like some people do they're like you're not as hot as you think you are you're not fucking scarlett johansson anyways not to like put anybody down but it's like jesus christ like back up or not even back up, but just calm down. Anyways, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was giving out game day, <laughs> game day picks. That I don't know how. Oh, it was because I was watching basketball and I looked up and I like saw this bachelorette. I saw like an advertisement for the bachelorette and I was like, damn, that girl's got some big titties. <laughs> Anyways, um. Well, what was I, I? I completely forgot the team that I was working on. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the, the Bengals versus the Jags. I predicted the Jags were going to win. Now let's go over to the uh, the Houston Texans versus the uh, the Vikings. I'm going to pick the Texans to beat the Vikings. This is one of those games that I, I don't like at all. I don't like to pick these games, like, at all. Uh, Texans versus the Vikings because uh, they're both winless. It's kind of like picking um, the Jags versus the Bengals where it's like I could see both teams winning because Houston's defense is kind of bad and Justin Jefferson just had a fantastic game. But um, kind of like what I've seen with some rookies is they have hot and cold um, weeks where Justin Jefferson, I think, had 175 yards. And I think before that he had maybe like 20 yards and then 40 or 50 yards and then he had 175 yards. Um, so we'll see about him. Um, also, they have Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. I don't know. I think this is a Deshaun Watson game. I think people were like last week against um, – who was he against last week? Who's Watson against? Oh, yeah, the Steelers. Like people were like, this is going to be a Deshaun Watson week. Um, I think this is going to be the week where he comes in and he just does his thing and he fucking clutches it out and bangs it out for the Texans and he beats the dog out of the, uh, the Vikings. I think he's got it against the Vikings. I think he'll win it. Keep in mind, he almost beat the Steelers. Like, it was 21 to, like, zero or, or something like that at one point. I was like, God, all my picks are going tits up. And um, he clutched it out. He banged it out for me. He maybe not banged it out. I mean, technically he lost it. But this week he's going to clutch it out, I think. Should also mention don't bet on my uh, predictions because I was 9-7 and seven last week. I was 13-3 and three for, like, two weeks straight. 
Uh, don't bet on my predictions because uh, I'm wrong. And I don't think you should take my advice. Cool, now that we got that out of the way. Uh, Seahawks versus Dolphins. I'm taking Seahawks versus the Dolphins. I mean, it's the Dolphins. They suck. Uh, Russell Wilson is awesome. A lot of people, I think, way too prematurely are saying that Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP of the league. Hold on a minute. Just reel it in just a little bit, you know? Just reel it in. You know, no need to pull the trigger way too quickly. Aaron Rodgers is having a fantastic season. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is having a fantastic season. Dak Prescott is having a a fantastic season. And before people are like, Dak Prescott! (laughs) Before people do that, um, he's winning without an offensive line. So, technically, he's almost winning without an offensive line. Um, Some people are like, I I remember uh, referencing Kay Adams once again. I remember she said that, like, without a watermelon kick, Dallas could be, like, 0-3, and this is when I was like, oh my god, no, now she's starting to get back to, like, that, like, I I don't know what it's called, I don't don't know if it's, I don't know if she has to, like, push that or whatever, but it's like, you you could see them being 0-3, I could see them being 3-0, like, what, did you watch the games? It's like, 3-0, like, did you watch them? Or 0-3, excuse me, because I could see them being 3-0. Because uh, the bad penalty on Michael Gallup against the Rams, the defense giving up that fourth and five play against Greg Olson, it's like, that was it. That was it. That's it. They could be 3-0 and right now, but they're not, and that's okay. Uh, because they're going to have, like, five easy-ass games in the next, like, couple of weeks. <clears throat> but, um, oh my god, they have a bunch of easy games. The Seattle Seahawks, they have, like, no hard games. All of their hard games they already played, like the Patriots, the uh, the Cowboys. They got to go up against the Cardinals and the 49ers twice, but, I mean, it's the Cardinals and the 49ers. <laughs> like, they can be beaten. So, um, Seattle, uh, they're going to have a fantastic season. I think they're probably – they could potentially go, like, 13-3, and 14-2. They are uh, – they're a very good team going up against some very, very bad teams. Next up, let me take a swig. Next up, uh, Cowboys versus Browns. This is the first of three games, three home games for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak talked about it, I think, today or yesterday, where he was talking about how this is like the first time in his entire NFL career where he has had three back-to-back-to-back home games. So uh, they're going to take advantage of it, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Cowboys? By the by, if you did not pick up what I was putting down when I was talking about games that we are going to watch, we're not going to watch this game. I don't have it. Um, but yeah, Dallas is going to be one of those teams that in the next three weeks are going up against teams that they should 1,000% smash. And it should be based on the quarterback, or not the quarterback, the, uh, the head coach. You know, this should be one of those series that you go down as Mike McCarthy and you're like, okay, like we're going up against three teams that are very bad and we should be able to beat all three of them very, very easily. So um, I would be very – and we're all at home. Like, we don't have to move. We're playing them all at home. So this, is, uh, this isn't this is good for the Browns, the Cardinals, and the Giants. Very good for the Cowboys. But I think the Cowboys will win. I think Dak is better. I think Baker Mayfield, a lot of people are talking about how he should throw against the Cowboys. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt isn't going to play this game. He didn't participate for the majority of the uh, the last couple of days. But um, they're not going to throw the football. They're going to try and run it. And they may try, and they're going to feed off of the uh, the run 
with the pass, right? They're going to try and get uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, if if Kareem Hunt plays, involved early and often. And Dallas's job is to fucking shut that shit down quickly. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, this is supposed to be his game, right? Because everybody keeps on telling me he's a run stopper. I am very close to being like, not only should, he should take a fucking pay cut. Like, he is significantly overpaid. Like, to the point where it's like, dude, like, Alden Smith has way more sacks than you. We don't pay you to stop the run. We pay you to sack the quarterback. Not get pressures on the quarterback. Sack the quarterback. He has zero in three weeks. If he has, and he's hurt, but it's like, was he hurt against the Falcons? Was he hurt against the Rams? Like, if you want to be like, well, he's been hurt, and it's like, well, bro, um, everybody's on this fucking team is hurt. And uh, on top of that, when was he healthy? Was he healthy against the Rams? Was he healthy against the Falcons? Because those two teams, he should have had a sack against. Just saying. Was he healthy against Seattle? He should have a sack against freaking Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, who should get smashed, by the way, by uh, by some of the defensive linemen on the Cowboys. He should get smashed. We'll see. Um... This should be Demarcus Lawrence's game, and if fucking Demarcus Lawrence and the defense can be fucking average, Dallas should win this game by like 10 points, but we'll see. But again, this is a Mike McCarthy game. This is why you brought him in, because Jason Garrett could not beat easy-ass teams like the fucking Jets, like the fucking Vikings. Fucking easy win. Give Dak Prescott the football. He's like, eh, give it a Zeke on three consecutive plays. Great job, Jason. Still pissed off about him, but... um. This is why you brought him in to beat up on the on the bad teams, compete with the good teams. You almost you you almost are three and zero. You're a couple of plays away from being three and zero. It's not like you got smashed. Everybody wants to be like Dallas got smashed against the Rams and the Seahawks. No, you didn't. You almost beat both those teams. Cardinals versus Panthers. Um, next up, I'm taking the Cardinals. Am I taking the Cardinals? Let me just check. Yes, I am. I'm taking Cardinals over Panthers. Um. I haven't seen a lot of Panthers. I haven't seen a lot of Panthers. I haven't seen a lot of Cardinals. But I believe way more in Kyler Murray than I do in um, in what the Panthers have. I know that the Panthers, I think, in the last three games have scored 30 points. But I also think that the Cardinals can do exactly the same thing. And I also believe that the Cardinals have um, a better defense than the Panthers do. Um, with Patrick Peterson, uh, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Chandler Jones. Oh, by the way, Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss is in the stadium. 124-114. I completely forgot Jeannie Buss was the owner of the Lakers. But Jeannie Buss is in the house. Lakers go up 2-0. Bloodbath, by the way, for the um, for freaking this series. Looks like Anthony Davis may be the uh, the NBA Finals MVP, I think. I think he's leading the uh, both teams in like points and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Buda Baker, Buda Baker should be... Um, uh, should be a, a very, very key component of the Cardinals' defense against the Panthers. I think Carolina, not Carolina, uh, the Panthers are going to have a bounce-back game, and um, I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're going to win by, like, 7 to 10 points. <clears throat> Colts versus Bears. Um, taking Colts, I don't know what I get with Nick Foles. I was on that bandwagon hype train of he's better than Carson Wentz, and he did not play better than Carson Wentz last year. Um, he has these types of games where he is, uh, where he is like uh, he's hot one game and then he's cold another game. He's hot another game. He's cold another game, and you know he he cannot string together a season where he's fantastic. He can definitely string up games where he's consistent, but um, I I just I I think the the Colts have a overall better team 
than the Bears as well, offensively and defensively. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup regardless. But I'm taking the Colts. As long as Phillip Rivers doesn't have a bajillion interceptions. Like, that's kind of the theme with Colts versus X team. It's like, does Phillip Rivers have a bajillion interceptions? Because if he doesn't, I'm picking the Colts. If he does, I'm picking against the Colts. Ravens versus the uh, the Washington football team. Ravens. Washington sucks. Um, maybe not front four-wise, but yeah, they suck everywhere else. They suck secondary. They suck uh, linebacker-wise. They suck uh, offensive line-wise. They suck in the, uh, in the wide receiving core. They suck running backs. They suck at quarterback. They suck everywhere. They suck. Um, <clears throat> Ravens are going to bounce back after losing to the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and they're going to destroy the Ravens. And um, everybody now has the formula against the Ravens, by the way, but having the formula and executing the formula is two different things. It's like what Floyd Mayweather always said when people were like, we got the, we got the, we got the blueprint for beating Floyd Mayweather, but uh, they couldn't properly execute it because he's the best, one of the best boxers of all time. You know, it's like that Mike Tyson quote, you know, everybody, you know, everybody thinks that they can win until they get punched in the mouth or whatever. He said, but yeah, Ravens, they're going to punch Washington in the mouth. I think they're going to win um, very easily against Washington in Washington. Giants versus Rams. Come on, man, Rams. And I talked about it. I was like, some of these games are just straight up pick them. Some of these games are like, oh, these are easy games, right? Like Ravens versus Washington, Rams versus Giants. Like Giants are bad. They're bad. They don't have Saquon Barkley. They don't have a, a strong wide receiving core. Jalen Ramsey is going to lock up whoever is your number one wide receiver. The Rams, they have uh, Taylor Rapp, who's going to probably lock, uh, lock up whoever is your tight end. It's, that's probably going to be Evan Ingram. And um, I haven't watched a lot of Giant football. I will next week against the Cowboys, which is ironic because I usually would have watched a Giant game by now. But um, like in September, they would have played up against the Cowboys by now, but they haven't. <clears throat> so um, yeah, the Giants... They're going to go down hard against the Rams. Uh, but I'll check them out next week. I'll see the Giants next next week. Patriots versus Rams. Not Rams. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Very easily. This is one of those games that it's like, you know, the Patriots, they're going to go down. How, how much are they going to go down by? They're 2-1 and one right now. They're probably going to go, they're, they're going to go down 2-2, two two, right? I don't think they're going to be as explosive against the Chiefs as they need to be. I think the Chiefs are going to uh, score a lot of points. And more importantly, more specifically, I think the Chiefs, I think the Patriots back in their secondary can't deal with the Patriots uh, wide receiving core. I just, I don't think, I think it's impossible. Like Tyreek Hill, uh, the three guys, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Robinson, like, it's just Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's like you're it's it's hard enough with just one guy. But it's now it's going to be damn near impossible. And then on top of that, <clears throat> and then on top of that, it's like um, on, on the Chiefs side, you have all those weapons. And then it's like, I don't know necessarily know if you have the guys defensively in the secondary to compete with those guys and cam doesn't have the explosive plays playmaking um in his wide receivers that kansas city does so kansas city could potentially score in like two minutes and then you come back and you're like okay uh, cam run uh run uh, run our offense for like eight minutes and then he runs it and then you score a touchdown or three points and then it's like wait a second um 
were down by four and they just went up by 10 points or 10 plus points because they went down again in two minutes and scored again. Got the Chiefs winning it. That is a game that we will cast, by the way. Excuse me. Bills versus Raiders. Raiders are a bad team. Um, and Wolf, uh, they're a bad team masquerading as a good team. They are 2-1 and one right now. They're about to be 2-2. Two and two. Um, I've not seen, like, any Bills football, and the stuff that I have seen of the Bills is just high explosive plays. Raiders don't have the secondary to deal with it. They don't have the pass rush to deal with it. They don't have the offensive line to stop the pass rush of the Bills. This is problematic for the Raiders. Raiders are going to go down hard in this ballgame. And uh, Patriots, not Patriots, Bills are going to go up. I'm not even looking at my like my my notes anymore. I'm just kind of like looking at the schedule and I'm like I kind of I kind of know what I'm going to say. As I take my final swig of water, I'm kind of banging it out, going through these games really really quickly. <clears throat> Eagles versus um Eagles versus uh 49ers. Um, you know, I really like the Eagles in this game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't like them at all. Eagles are going to go down hard on Sunday Night Football, and I get to finally, finally assess what's been going on with freaking, what's his name? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I got to watch him play. I got to watch him lose, more importantly. I get to freaking uh, talk shit about him for like, <clears throat> the next week or so as uh, as Dak Prescott and company destroy the uh, the Giants and then they go up against the Cardinals. Who do the, who do the Eagles have in the next couple of weeks? Holy shit. I constantly forget how hard their schedule is. Steelers, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys after the 49ers. Like, they could potentially go 1-4. And, four. and um, Daniel Jeremiah, he was on uh, the Rich Eisen show today and he was talking about how, like, like they asked him, like, who needs a, a win and he's like, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. And he said it, like, very, very quickly. He's like, Carson Wentz. Because uh, he sucks. And he is like, oh, what are his numbers, by the way? What are his numbers? Good God. He has 737 yards. Hold on. Let me unplug my computer first. Hold on. <clears throat> He has 737 yards, 59% completion percentage, three touchdowns, six interceptions. Let me just type in passing leaders 2020. Um, <clears throat> sorry for clearing my throat so much. Can I press on this category and can it give me the, um, yes, cool. I was like, can I press on this category and, like, it'll give me the, the, the people that I want? Yeah, but there's way too many uh, freaking guys here. All right. So it's giving me the yards here. Carson Wentz is, like, bottom, bottom of the barrel. Like, he's only in front of Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert didn't even start a game. Like, he's only a couple yards ahead of him. Oh my god, this sucks. Yeah, Kirk Cousins only has 623 yards. Am I tripping? Is that like a, a significantly low amount of numbers? I don't know. Yeah, but Dak, he is—he's uh, balling. 
He is he is balling, man. <clears throat> uh, over a thousand. He's throwing more freaking like he has more yards than freaking Josh Allen. Goodness gracious, he has so many. He has so many more yards than Josh Allen, and he has uh, significantly. He has way more attempts. He has like thirty more attempts. But um, <clears throat> he also what's his completion percentage? Damn, Josh Allen is balling right now. Um, I I I, I gotta. I'm not a like. Honestly, can we put this out there? Can we just put this out there? Can we not? Like, I, you know, I haven't looked at Josh Allen's numbers at all. Can we just, like, can we say this? Honestly, can we say this? Is Josh Allen not an MVP caliber player right now? 70% completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, one interception, over 1,000 yards. I'm just saying, maybe you want to consider him. I, I get it. Russell Wilson, 14 touchdowns, one interception, 76%. Completion percentage, 925 yards. I don't know what's going on with defenses, but they fucking suck this year. I get it. Like, he's he's fantastic. God. Like, I just, I don't understand what I'm watching, like, numbers-wise. I don't understand why, um, why freaking, <laughs> oh, my God. Why, like, there's so many freaking, like, big-ass numbers, you know? Why every quarterback just is balling, like, it's been three weeks, and Dak has 1,000 yards. Technically, it's 1,100. It's like, do you realize how many fucking yards that is? Like, that's so many yards. Like, like just project. Like, so in three weeks, he's had 1,100, so that's like almost 400 a game, right? Yeah, that's almost 400. Let's just say he has like 300 for the next like 13 weeks. Which I don't let like Dak had three hundred or two hundred in the first week, but let's just like let's just let's just give it a go. Let's just say he's had he's gonna have like three hundred yards and like the next he's gonna have over a thousand yards. He uh, in the next like oh no, not ten weeks, my bad. In the next thirteen weeks. He's gonna have thirty nine hundred yards. He's gonna have five thousand yards in the season. Breaking Tony Romo's record. And keep in mind, like, that's just baseline 300 yards every single week. Like, there's going to be some fluctuations. But, like, if he averages 300 yards a week, like, God, he's going to be fucking, he's going he's gonna to lead, he's going to get that record for the Cowboys. And he's like, God, he has so little sacks, bro. Holy shit. Like, when you look at, like, for example, Josh Allen, eight sacks, Russell Wilson, nine sacks, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, only two sacks, and then it's like, who has 13? Deshaun Watson has 13 sacks. What the fuck, Houston? How does he have 13 sacks? Hello? By the way, uh, somebody call a paramedic for Joe Burrow because he has 14 sacks. It's like, it's been three weeks. How do your quarterbacks have more than 10 sacks and three weeks, they're not going to last. Get him some damn help. Speaking of a dude that has a lot of sacks, Gardner Minshew has 10. <clears throat> Sorry, but my point was uh, Dak has, like, very minimal amount of sacks. Like, he has only six. And I pressed on the uh, on the, on the the sack column, but I'm probably not going to get what I, uh, what I want. Oh, they're showing dudes with the most sacks. So, yeah, here's, uh, here's Dak with Kirk Cousins. There he is right there. 
Oh, no. It's Dak with Kyler Murray. But Tom Brady with four. Baker Mayfield with four. That's interesting. Mm. Derek Carr with five. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, some of these quarterbacks, you know, they're pretty doggone good with these sacks. Some of them. Like, some quarterbacks, like, you wouldn't expect, like, for example, like, I thought Brady was only going to have, like, I thought Brady was going to have more. I thought Dak, his numbers were actually good when it comes to sacks, but, uh, no. Drew Brees, of course, only has three. Aaron Rodgers, once again, two. Phillip Rivers, two. Patrick Mahomes, two. Yeah. Long and the short of it is, I'm proud of my quarterback. That was terrible. Quarterback. That was worse. I was weak. Stop doing that. Anyways, um, Eagles are going to lose to the 49ers badly. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be an, an absolute massacre. Falcons versus Packers. Packers. Packers have been playing out of their world, uh, out of their mind. Aaron Rodgers has been fantastic. Uh, it's going to be one of those games that's going to be a shootout. But uh, guess what? Aaron Rodgers is just the brother to get into a shootout with. Or that you don't want to get into a shootout with. <clears throat> as I read you my made men and then I will leave. Oh yeah, let me stop watching ABC. Because it's like they're showing me the uh, the local news at night. I haven't watched a local news program because I think they're all dumb in like years. It's like, I don't need to know what's going on in the, my local news. <laughs> like, I don't need to know what's going on in my local news. I'll just read it on the internet. Like, not on TV, but, like, like I'll read, like, articles of, like, what's going on in my local news and, uh, like, in my area. But I won't, like, go at, go go and look at, like, a news program. It's, like, that's kind of a waste of time. You want my honest opinion about it? Anyways. <clears throat> All right. So, Made Men. This is uh, my, my guy's. That are going to be going out and uh, they're just going to be dominating. Maybe not dominating, but I think these are a list of good quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Prescott, Watson, Wilson, Brady, Breeze, Jackson, Roethlisberger, Murray, Kyler Murray, uh, Daniel Jones, Cam Newton, Gardner Minshew, Joe Burrow missed the mark. He didn't make it into the family. Listen, man. I kind of pulled the trigger. I thought he was going to beat the uh, the Jags. He did not. Um, and this is kind of going back to last week. Has nothing to do with this week, but like I, 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 I fucked up. Pulled the trigger way too quickly. Shouldn't have predicted that he was going to win, or not win, but was going to be a made man. Um, he was close. He was definitely very close, but he he's got to win, and I think he's got to play better. And he has a fuck ton of sacks already. Sacks, excuse me, already. Get him some fucking offensive line help, please and thank you. But uh, I'm feeling pretty confident, yes, about Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew. I mean, I picked I picked him to beat Joe Burrow. But Daniel Jones, I feel like he's on a terrible team, and I feel like his team is not helping him at all. Um, but uh, nobody's going to talk about that at all. But, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see about uh, Gardner Minshew and uh, Daniel Jones and all these other guys. Uh, who is Daniel going up against today or Sunday? Who's he going up against? Oh, the Rams, Aaron Donald. That's not good. He's going to get blasted. But yeah, um, I think I think Daniel, he just needs some offensive line help. 
Um, we're going to watch him next week. We're going to see how he does against the Cowboys and how god-awful they are on defense. Hopefully, fucking Tank can do something. By the by, um, what's the schedule looking at right now? What is this, week five, week four? Uh, Randy Gregory is coming back week seven, right? Look for him to be a very, very, very important player for the Dallas Cowboys. So this is week four, week five, six, seven. He's going to go up against Washington, and he's going to beast and feast on their offensive line, and then he's going to go up against the Eagles. Again, same thing. And then it's like, just as we're starting to get, just as soon as he's starting to get cooking, we're going to get into the meat and the potatoes of the schedule, Steelers, Vikings, Washington, then Ravens. And by the way, we're going to have a bye week. The Cowboys are going to have their bye week after the Steelers game. And then they're going to go up against the Vikings. And uh, it's going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. By the way, the Vikings game, cannot wait, because that is going to be the weekend, the week that, uh, excuse me, uh, um... Cyberpunk 2077 is going to come out. A lot of cool stuff coming out. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24th podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. If you like this podcast, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, of course. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find my podcast, Sony Wars Podcast, Best Video Game Sports Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you not Saturday. What's what's going on Saturday? Saturday, excuse me. What college football game can I watch on Saturday? I also have to remind myself to download uh, Genshin Impact. College football. What is this? Is that... Who is this? What am I watching? Oh, they're in, they're showing um they're showing the um the strength and conditioning coach for the Denver Broncos and uh it's <clears throat> and um it's a she for starters. Um she is super hot. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, that's, you know, that's not the only thing that she can do. You know, obviously she can, you know, she can show the guys and um, how to work out and stuff like that and show them. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she's, a, she's there for a reason. It's not like she's there because she's a pretty face. It's like she has an actual resume. She has, you know, like, like she has, like, I was about to say she has assets, but that would be, <laughs> that'd be kind of uh, a little bit of a douchebag thing to say. But yeah, like she's, she's a very, like, She's there for a reason. She can instruct the players. I don't. I don't know anything about her. You know, I would assume that like like she's there to help the team win. You know, that's why she's there. I'm like, I don't know anything about her. And that's it. All all I know is that she's a part of the strength and conditioning coaching staff or whatever. Like that's it. That is it. I thought she was a kicker for some weird reason, because it's like they had a football and a helmet like next to her, and I was like, 
like kind of without seeing her full body it kind of looked like she like was strong and stuff like that and i was like oh she kind of looks like a kicker to me is that better or worse i don't know i mean kickers are pretty big you know i don't know anyways let me look up the college football college football let me see what's going on Oh, fuck all. That's what's going on. I have no... I, I don't have any good games. I'm going to watch Texas. That's what I'm going to do. What is this? Oh, beautiful. Tomorrow at 11. That's what I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch Texas versus TCU. I'm going to watch that kid, Sam Ellinger. Apparently, he was like the best uh, high, school, high school quarterback out of Texas. I have to ask, what division? Or not what... Is it divisions? Is that what they call it? Divisions? Like, what division? Because uh, he's no Kyler Murray, and you didn't fucking get Kyler Murray out of Allen, Texas. Hey, hey, UT, you didn't get out of, hey, you didn't get Baker, you didn't get freaking Kyler, you didn't get Patrick Mahomes. What the fuck's wrong with you? God, I hate UT. Like, can, can we replay the song? I kind of like the song, I'm not going to lie to you. Anyways, um, already did most of my outro. Um, I'll be back, not Saturday, Sunday. I'm not going to cast any more college football games. I thought I was. I thought I could do it. Taking it off. Not going to do it. Just going to come back Sunday. I'm going to have fun Sunday. Going to play. Going to look at a lot of great games Sunday. Can't wait, ladies and gentlemen, until Sunday. Hopefully you have a fantastic day. And I'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. The president has freaking coronavirus. That means you can't get it too. Cause I just can't front when I look at you Just keep it 100 when I throw these hundreds I hope that, that your that, ass gonna know what to do